to the European Heart Journal Case Reports 2020. My name is Dr. Saad Fayaz and I'm one of the podcast editors. Today we'll be discussing a case report by Sayaka Funabashi, Kenichiro Yamagata and Kengo Kasano from the National Cerebral and Cardiovascular Centre, Suita, Osaka, Japan. The case report is titled Repeated Loss of Consciousness as the First Symptom of Recurrence of Head and Neck Malignancy, a case report. We'll start with a quick review of the definition of syncope from the European Society of Cardiology Syncope Guidelines in 2018. Syncope is defined as transient loss of consciousness due to cerebral hypoperfusion, characterised by a rapid onset, short duration, with a spontaneous and complete recovery. The case report. A 61-year-old man with a history of head and neck cancer underwent left lingual resection and left anterior cervical lymph node dissection, followed by chemoradiotherapy. He has no history of syncope prior to the diagnosis of cancer. Two months later, he presented with loss of consciousness and was transferred to the tertiary centre. He was investigated with magnetic resonance imaging of the brain, which did not show any signs of cerebral infarction or metastatic malignancy, and an electroencephalograph which was normal. The patient was evaluated for epilepsy, and this was excluded, and neurological examination was unremarkable. A transthoracic echocardiogram was normal without evidence of underlying structural heart disease. During a period of observation, he was noted to develop hypotension with sinus bradycardia and an associated disturbance in consciousness for 30 minutes after walking and urination. Syncope occurred without warning and lasted for a long time, which is atypical of vasovagal or situational syncope. The sinus bradycardia persisted for 20 minutes after sinus arrest, with a reduction in blood pressure causing loss of consciousness. His consciousness improved as his heart rate and blood pressure recovered. Postural blood pressure recordings did not show any deficit to suggest orthostatic hypotension, and he was on no rate-limiting medications. In view of his previous head and neck cancer, the three potential causes of syncope were investigated. Carotid sinus syndrome, glossopharyngeal neuralgia syndrome, and pharyngeal space lesion syncope syndrome. Carotid sinus massage and cervical rotation extension examinations revealed no abnormalities, therefore excluding carotid sinus syndrome. And glossopharyngeal neuralgia, which typifies glossopharyngeal neuralgia syndrome, was not observed. Therefore, pharyngeal space lesion syncope syndrome was suspected. Cervical CT examination revealed the recurrence of a tongue cancer infiltrating the paranasopharyngeal space. As such, pacemaker implantation was considered as per the European Society and Japanese Circulation Guidelines. However, when presented with the risks and benefits, the patients declined any form of pacing and subsequently succumbed to the malignancy three months later. The case demonstrates a 61-year-old gentleman presenting with syncope as the first symptom of a recurrence of head and neck malignancy invading the parapharyngeal space. Syncope is very common, with roughly half the population experiencing at least one episode in their lifetime. Syncope, as a result of head and neck malignancy, is reported in the literature, with a case series suggesting an incidence rate of 0.4%. Pharyngeal space tumours account for approximately 0.5% of all head and neck malignancies, and usually patients have minimal subjective symptoms such as a neck mass or a cough, and often these are found on surveillance imaging. Therefore, the presentation of syncope as the first symptoms of recurrence of head and neck malignancy is exceedingly rare. 
Transient loss of consciousness, or TLOC, is often divided into traumatic and non-traumatic causes. Of the non-traumatic, the commonest etiologies are due to either syncope or epileptic seizures. We mentioned syncope is transient loss of consciousness due to cerebral hypoperfusion. Cerebral perfusion is dependent on systemic blood pressure, which is the product of cardiac output and total peripheral resistance. A fall in either or both can cause syncope. In contrast, epileptic seizures can cause TLOC due to abnormal excessive brain activity. To evaluate a patient with TLOC, one should start with a careful review of the history utilising eyewitness statements where possible. A physical examination, including supine and standing blood pressures, and a baseline electrocardiogram specifically assessing for abnormalities such as a bundle branch block, QRS pre-excitation or QRS broadening, AV block, bradycardia in the absence of rate-limiting medications, early repolarization, short or long QT intervals, and T-wave changes suggestive of ARVC or HCM. This should guide subsequent investigation, including further electrocardiographic monitoring if there is suspicion of arrhythmia, an echocardiogram to further evaluate for cardiac causes, carotid sinus massage in patients greater than the age of 40, tilt table testing when there is a suspicion of orthostatic hypotension or reflex syncope, and blood tests. With respect to carotid sinus massage, if this induces a ventricular pause of greater than 3 seconds or a drop in systolic blood pressure greater than 50 millimeters of mercury, it is known as carotid sinus hypersensitivity, as this can be a common finding in older men without syncope. A diagnosis of carotid sinus syndrome requires the reproduction of symptoms during carotid sinus massage and a history which is suggestive of reflex syncope. We mentioned cerebral perfusion is a function of cardiac output and total peripheral resistance. There are three main causes of a reduction in total peripheral resistance. The first is with a decreased reflex activity resulting in vasodilatation through the withdrawal of sympathetic vasoconstriction, which is the vasodepressive response. The second, a functional impairment or impairment of the autonomic nervous system from medications primary or secondary autonomic failure. Low cardiac output can be due to a reflex bradycardia, the cardio-inhibitory reflex syncope. Cardiovascular causes such as arrhythmia, structural diseases which can include pulmonary embolism or pulmonary hypertension, and thirdly, due to inadequate venous return, and lastly, chronotropic and inotropic incompetence through autonomic failure. The commonest causes of syncope are reflex syncope, cardiac syncope and orthostatic hypotension. There are some features on the history which suggest a reflex syncope, such as a long history of recurrent syncope with unpleasant visual, auditory or olfactory stimuli, prolonged standing or where there is autonomic activation with pallor, diaphoresis, nausea or vomiting or with head rotation and pressure on the carotid sinus. Clinical features of orthostatic syncope is slightly more self-explanatory and is associated with syncope on standing or after prolonged standing, postprandial hypotension, and frequently there is a temporal relationship with the use of vasodepressive medications. Orthostatic syncope can also be caused by autonomic neuropathy or Parkinsonism.
Features which may suggest a cardiac syncope include syncope while supine or on exertion, a family history of sudden cardiac death, or the ECG findings we highlighted earlier which may suggest an arrhythmic cause. The exact mechanism of syncope in head and neck malignancy with pharyngeal space tumour syncope syndrome is not well characterised. It is thought that the parapharyngeal space lesions may irritate the afferent fibres of the glossopharyngeal nerve and produce syncope by means of the cardiovascular reflex through the afferent nerve of herring. In this case, following a structured approach and excluding other causes of syncope and the identification of a pharyngeal space tumour, a diagnosis of pharyngeal space tumour syncope syndrome was made. A key component in the management of patients with reflex syncope involves non-pharmacological treatments with education, lifestyle modifications such as increasing oral hydration or salt supplementation and reassurance. The guidelines go on to recommend down titration of hypotensive drugs and the potential role of pharmacotherapy with fludrocortisone or alpha agonists such as midodrine. Permanent pacemaker implants should be considered in case of cardio-inhibitory carotid sinus syncope, in which asystolic events are the predominant feature. However, treatment for the vasodepressor aspect is often unrewarding. Tilt table testing can be helpful, where a positive test predicts higher rates of syncope recurrence despite pacemaker implantation. By this token, head and neck malignancies are thought to have a greater component of vasodepressor-mediated syncope when compared with carotid sinus syndrome alone, and therefore pacemaker implantation is unlikely to fully resolve symptoms. Learning points. Three mechanistic patterns of reflex syncope are explored. Carotid sinus syndrome, glossopharyngeal neuralgia syndrome, and parapharyngeal space lesion syncope syndrome. Mixed neuroregulatory syncope is an indication for pacemaker implantation in case of recurring syncope. The present case denotes the importance of a differential diagnosis in patients with syncope, especially after cervical surgery. We hope you've enjoyed listening to this fascinating case of pharyngeal space syncope syndrome identifying a recurrence of malignancy. Please do visit academic.oup.com forward slash EHJCR to read this article in full with the references and review other case reports.